50 Reasons to Visit Ireland. My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And I'm Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland, and we both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination, and it's an overused phrase, as we always say, but there really is something for everyone there, and we intend to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes, we'll count up from 1 all the way to 50. Our current theme is Ireland's history of emigration, and today, reason eight is the Titanic. We are taking it down a notch today from the uh, real excitement of the famine last week. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, just going into the biggest shipwreck in history. And And we have an intern who I think is most excited of of everybody to hear this podcast. I'm surprised he didn't come in early today to listen to this I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't want to be be a guest star. Maybe maybe he wants to wait for the real thing. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Well, to kick things off, I think it's time to have a little little fun time with our... A little appreciation, would you say? A little appreciation. (laughs) Immigration Nation Appreciation Station. Uh, that's still still not sure if the station part works, but it definitely works. I think it works so. if you do like a little, I do a little dance, like a little. Station. <laughs> we think we're funny. Okay. So let's kick this off with, and Joe, you may know who this is. I haven't actually read it yet. Well, so don't, gonna, don't gonna... even, don't, don't, shh, look away, look away, look away. All right. I'm going to tell you about the daughter of Irish Catholic immigrants. Their names were John and Johanna. Blank. She was born in Missouri in 1867. She had a formal education that ended at the age of 13, because that's what she did back then, apparently. She set off to work in a tobacco factory. <laughs> also what you did back also then. Also what you did back then, you know, with, with, with the other kids. Uh, at 18, she moved to Colorado to work in a local department store in the drapery department. Sometime later, and this is, this is the more important part, she married a miner named James Blank who was also the son of Irish immigrants and became fairly wealthy. He related to Charles Blank? Uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was pretending that Blank was an actual surname there. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'll go with it. Um, She worked in soup kitchens, um, actually, while she was married to him, which, you know, you don't think someone wealthy is going to do that. Mm -hmm. And she was the founder of the Denver Women's Club. These lovebirds separated after 23 years of marriage, Joe, and... Even though they separated, she continued her uh, to pursue her passions. One of them was travel. After visiting England in January 1912 and touring Europe and Egypt for months, she heard her grandson in America was ill, and so she decided to sail on the Titanic. Uh, actually, she booked her ticket last minute the day before it sailed. Post-Titanic, she went on to be an advocate for the rights of workers and women, education and literacy for children, history preservation and commemoration of the bravery and chivalry displayed by men on the Titanic. And she was an actress later in her life. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? I hope I know who this person is when you say it, because it'll be embarrassing if I don't. I feel like it's pretty... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty obvious. I don't know. I don't actually... You don't know? <laughs> you don't know? No. You don't... Wild guess. No. Molly Brown. 
the unsinkable Molly Brown. Yes, it is Molly Brown. You can't really talk about Titanic without is that her, her name coming up sooner or later. Kathy right? Bates in the movie? That is Kathy oh Bates. God, <laughs> Jesus, I was worried that I was going to be. Oh my though. God, are you the one person who's only seen Titanic like once or twice? In the world? Probably. Wow. (laughs) Well, she's best remembered for exhorting the crew in Lifeboat 6 to turn back and look for survivors among the freezing water. Um, Uh, It's it's important to her memory, though. Uh, This is something that I learned through a little bit of research that I did. In James Cameron's film in 1997, you see Kathy Bates. She tries to, like, stand up to a crew member, and he's like, oh, shut your face or something. You rich Exactly. (laughs) You said it, not me. Yes. And she sits down and she kind of gives up. But the real uh, Molly Brown was a little bit more assertive and uh, she was like she was not having that. She was an independent woman. No, no, no. But she was a hero among, you know, many people who did not want to turn around and who just kind of wanted to look the other way. Speaking of pop culture. Well, that makes me happy to know that she's Irish or of Irish she descent. She is of Irish descent, yes. I know I kind of went I kind of went around <laughs> a long way with that one, but yeah, she is of Irish descent, as was her husband as well. Oops. But we're not going to be talking too much about Kate Winslet and Be Still My Heart, Leonardo DiCaprio. I think our intern will be disappointed. I think he will be. So sorry, Stephen. Please, please don't stop listening. Uh, we want to get down to the real Titanic and its connection to Irish immigration. But before we do that, we're going to lighten <laughs> the mood a little bit further and get Slanger right. Shite out of the way. Oh. Uh, Oh, gosh. Because, uh, why not? Why not, huh? We have almost too many segments at this stage, so we're looking to (laughs) move them around a little bit. So, I have got three um, phrases, and Caitlin can actually see them in front of her right now. But I'm going to explain what they are, and maybe a little bit about where they came from, or Mm -hmm. a little bit more. And it's changed today, because they could all be real, or they could all be fake, or... One, two, or three of them could be real or fake. You're the worst. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it makes it a little bit more difficult for Caitlin and a little bit more fun for me. So. The show's not having enough fun already with these other segments, <laughs> right? Number one, the phrase is squawks louder. Sorry, it should be louder than a chimney full of seagulls. That was a typo on my part. Mm. So you could use that in... I don't know. I was having a fight with the wife last night and she was squawking louder than a chimney full of seagulls. Where that comes from is Dublin, for some reason, is not inundated with seagulls living in chimneys, but it is such a problem that it has become a profession to have a professional seagull remover out of chimneys in Dublin. Now, are you going to tell me where all of these things potentially come from? I might. I'm not going to tell you now whether I did or not. (laughs) But I thought this was definitely an interesting one too, Mm. compared to one of the ones later. And don't look too much at the later ones, please. That's not fair. Uh, So do you think is that slang or shite, Caitlin? I think it's shite. You do? Yeah. You're right. Yes! My friends do have, my my friends at the moment do have seagulls living in their chimney. That's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's causing them. You almost them. have me there, though. Where it comes it's from? A, is in Dublin. I was actually going to continue it's on and say, problem. and I was actually going to continue on and say that the profession is like there's only a handful of them in Dublin, but generally they because there is uh, so many gas fires now that and houses that have chimneys that they don't use. You need professionals in to literally smoke out the seagulls. Oh wow! But you know, so I was I was going Poor to take seagulls. it further, but I didn't. They're just trying to be like water. Rest. <laughs> Anyway, okay, next one. I'm ready. I'm ready. Acting the maggot. 
acting. That is slang. Aegis. That is slang. You know that one? Yeah, I do. God damn Sorry. it. I'm not even going to get into that one then. <laughs> well, other people might not know, so. You tell us then. You tell us what it means. Well, just acting foolish. Yes. Right? Acting the maggot. Yeah, you could. Joe guess. thought he was going to stump me in Slinger Shite, guess. so he was acting the maggot. Not really, no. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, more, yeah. Come on. More your parents giving out to you and saying, Okay, okay. Would you stop? Fair you're, only, you're only acting the maggot. Fair stop, enough. stop acting the maggot and get ready for dinner. All right, all right. Next one. And the third one, like a pig licking piss off a nettle. And that is, or basically means, an ugly face. So, <laughs> I was out last night, and I met a girl, and she had a face like a pig licking piss off a nettle. Wow. For, there's three insults in there in, like, <sighs> six words, which is really impressive, because first of all, could look like a pig. Sure, sure, sure. You're licking piss. And if piss. you're licking piss and it's off a nettle. Yeah. I, we have nettles over here? I believe so. About this. They I, sting I you anyway if you touch them. Yeah. So okay. Ooh. I want to say it's half slang. I feel like you changed one or two of the phrases. Yeah. 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 Ah, this is the worst. Ah. Can I pull the audience? Can I phone a friend? Nope. Uh, you, don't, you don't have any friends. <laughs> I'm going to say... Slang. You win today. Yes! Three from three. Let's, just, mo- let's just move on from that. Now let's go talk about, <laughs> about Titanic. Can you, can you give us a history lesson on Titanic? I think, I think I can indeed. Uh, we all know the story about the unsinkable Titanic... In 1912, the world's most famous ship sinks on her maiden voyage. Um, And outdated maritime codes make it so that there aren't enough lifeboats to save everyone on board. This all happened 105 years ago. Still, the fascination ensues. The big question here is why? Well, because there's so much more to it than just that. In order to fully grasp why that is, we have to break it down into a few stages. And within those stages comes a major role of the Irish community throughout. Ooh. Ooh, Joe's getting excited. Um, let's start out with pre-construction, shall we? We've got the White Star Line, which actually still exists today uh, with its headquarters in Liverpool. Founded in 18... 18- which we found out yesterday, a lot of Irish people emigrated to Liverpool during the famine. Yes! Boom. There you go. You're probably going to say that later, but I, I want to do it in there. <laughs> Good job. Founded in 1845, the White Star Line was a prominent... British Shipping Company. Originally, it was used for trade between the UK and Australia. And then down the road, um, in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, we've got millions of people emigrating from Europe to Canada and the US. With this in mind, um, the White Star Line was the first, was among the first shipping lines to actually have passenger ships with inexpensive accommodation for third-class passengers. The White Star Line advertised extensively to immigrant passengers, um, which was big for the Irish, of course, because they're the ones who are trying to, they're, they're one of many groups that's trying to leave. When the White Star Line began operations in 1870, the majority of its business um, in the immigration trade was centered on Great Britain and Irish immigrants, which was a chief source of income for much of the company's history. 
Its chairman, Bruce J. Ismay, who you may have heard of and we will probably talk about later, I have, I have a hunch, um, sensed strong competition with the company's rival, the Cunard Line, which my grandparents actually took years ago. Wow. Kind of fun. The Cunard boasts the fastest ships in the world, so Ismay wanted to battle that by creating the largest and the most luxurious. That in mind comes our building um and this is where it gets very important for ireland indeed indeed yes the titanic was constructed at harland and wolf shipyard in belfast in 1909 this was great for ireland's economy as it employed more than 3,000 irishmen so economy the economy was booming it took two years to complete and its architect was irishman thomas andrews who Who, sorry who played him who played him in the movie oh he was there though he was the he was. White hair he was one of Rose's only yeah, friends, he was, really. He was. He had her it. back. You continue and I'll get his name. <laughs> okay. Sadly, um, and if you've seen the movie, you know, Thomas Andrews did not survive the sinking. It is important to note, though, Andrews originally suggested that the ship have far more lifeboats than it did, but he was shut down. So the ship sailed from Belfast Lock to the Irish Sea for one of her uh, sea trials, and everything was fine. Everything seemed good to go. Um, Titanic's blueprints during the time of the building and construction included what was considered to be a quote-unquote unsinkable concept. I think you have something to share with us, Joe. His name was Victor Garber. I've never heard of him, but I I know I've seen him in a lot of different stuff. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. Today, the people of Belfast have an ongoing saying, she was fine when she left here. Uh... (laughs) Which, Such an Irish Irish way of looking at I, things. I think so. I think so. It's not our fault. Quick question. We just built the thing. It's not our fault, exactly. <laughs> However, uh, that's actually come into question quite recently, Joe. A new documentary suggests that the sinking of the ship was actually somewhat accelerated by a fire that broke out in one of the coal room areas. The fire uh, in a three-story high bunker next to one of the ship's boiler rooms damaged its hull helping to seal its fate long before it slammed into the iceberg. Or that's how the theory goes. Interesting. But, well, and I should add before, before I go into my but, uh, photographs were discovered that were taken by Harlan and Wolf's engineering chief before it left the shipyard. Now, this was all kind of downplayed before the ship left, and of not course. many people knew about it, because, because of course, they don't want to lose money, and, and they want they want the ship to have its maiden made voyage. Ship it to sail. Um, many people are saying that this weakened the ship and caused it to sink. However, those um, on the opposing side argue that it would have sunk inevitably. So, there's that for you. In recent news, there you go. Moving on to the voyage section of the uh, Titanic here. What was life like for the Irish aboard? And why were the Irish immigrating? What was going on back then? I think you have to kind of consider that before you really think about anything else. Centuries-old problems continued to plague the Irish um, in the early 20th century as the majority of its people lived and died with agriculture. We've got the famine happening decades before. We've got People living in poverty, people um, have low industrial wages, and the condition of urban slums, for those who actually move from the countryside to the city, made life unbearable. Facing little opportunity on their farms um, and some very harsh conditions in the cities, young people in Ireland wanted to move and get out and find the land of opportunity. For most Irish immigrants, departure for America was to end with finding family members who had already left decades ago. So this was more Mm -hmm. of a reunion for families. Few Irish men and women on board the Titanic were traveling in first and second class. With that in mind, the majority were in third class. 
young immigrants either returning from a rare trip home or journeying to America for the first time to create a new life. The Titanic set sail from Southampton on April 10th, 1912, stopped in Cherbourg to pick up passengers, as well as Cove, Ireland, which we may talk about later. Mm -hmm. For most of them, the Titanic was a floating paradise with standards far better than they were accustomed to. Third-class cabins for the Irish had running water and electricity. However, uh, sadly, there were only two bathtubs for all of the 700-plus uh, third-class people. That is disgusting. Not so fun. I'm sorry. Did I say bathtubs or bathrooms? I meant, you said I meant bathtubs. bathtubs. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Yes. Holy yes, correct. Crap. So uh, if you need to get a, need to, you know, get a wash in, you need to wait a while, right? Did they have to share bathwater, too? I don't know. I, ugh, I don't even want to think about that. Jeez. Steerage passengers uh, were provided with meals, um, and that's actually pretty um, pretty big for back then because most steamships actually required them to bring their own food. So this was kind of big for, for the Irish in general. Uh, menu cards had postcards on the back so that immigrants could write to their relatives and suggest that they, too, travel mm, with the White Star Line. Good marketing strategy. I think maybe we'll have to Look reuse that with something, right? <laughs> um, and additionally, each ship also had a reading room, smoke room, um, allotted to passengers in steerage. And, you know, you think the the fun scene where Jack and Rose are dancing and having a great time with the Irish music and everything and in uh, the below, below decks in the steerage scene. And that's that was life for many of them back then. Great crack, like. Great crack, like. There you go. So with that in mind, during the voyage, you know, we've got we've got the fun times and, and the everyday life. But then we have to think about, too, how were the Irish treated in times of emergency on the Titanic? And, of course, I mean the third class Irish. The men's steerage quarters were actually located in a position where they were aware that the ship was in danger long before the women. They were in that, hmm. like, like a prime spot for where the okay. uh, iceberg hit. So they were the first to know. And of course, they were the last that could possibly get off the ship. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's against them there. Steerage passengers were barred from access to the boat deck by the crew. There were recounts of Irish and other steerage passengers being physically assaulted by crew members to keep them from accessing lifeboats. Um, really, really sad. There were also fewer stewards in third class to help those in steerage, which just made the situation and the chance to stay alive so much worse in general. It's suggested, too, that uh, years of conditioning by the 20th century's class system had prepared the Irish to know they were going down with the ship. So many of them and didn't try to, to, to get out, which is sad. says a lot in itself. That Absolutely. They just knew of themselves as Absolutely. this big pond scum, and they were like, we're not as important they knew as, they were going as down. the people up above, so... Surely it was women and children first, but, you know, only after first and second class. Of course, and, yeah. You know. So let's take a look at what life was like after the ship sank um, and the fate of many of the Irish on board. We have 110 Irish people, give or take, losing their lives while only 54 survived. And um, going back to the times of construction, five men, Irishmen, of course, actually died um, during the building of the ship in Harlan and Wolf. So uh, mm -hmm. it's not just during the actual maiden voyage itself. 45% of third-class women died, and the White Star Line issued a passenger list for the Irish who boarded in Cove, which was known as Queenstown. So we've got 54 men, 54 women, and five children um, boarding in, in Cove. And of that group, 85% of the men, 40% of the women, and all of the children perish. And that's just one example of so many others um, highlighted for you. So many people think of Titanic before and then during its tragedy, but imagine being an Irish immigrant who actually did survive Joe. You're traumatized, 
And now you have to move on and try to make your way in the new world where you're already not appreciated as it is. One of my neighbor's sisters, I think it was, I've never met the lady, but I always heard, you know, because there was somebody adjacent to people we knew, she survived Titanic apparently. Really? And she lived until she was old. Like, I think she might have lived. Well, if you can survive that, you can yeah. survive anything, right? Yeah. Wow. With all that in mind, it's important to note the legacy that Titanic has left behind. And a lot of that is seen throughout Ireland. Yeah, on both ends of the country, in fact, because it is cannot be understated because of how long it took to build the Absolutely. Titanic. It was built in Belfast, and so were a lot of other ships. Ship construction, ship building was huge in Belfast, and building probably the most famous ship, I know, not for good reasons, but mm-hmm. building the most famous ship ever obviously deserves its place in history and in on the Belfast skyline, basically. So with that in mind, in 2012, a new visitor attraction opened in Belfast called Titanic Belfast. And its uh, its exterior almost looks like the formation of the ship and the iceberg combined. It's kind of, it's a really interesting structure on the outside, especially when it's lit up at night. It looks really cool. It's beautiful. Uh, but it opened in 2012, which is 100 years after the maiden voyage and sinking, obviously. I actually visited... Uh I can get back to this later Excuse on. me, uh, I'm the only person in the room. No, I you're mean, not. I visited as well. Yes, but I went on opening day, so I think oh, that makes oh, me cooler than oh, you. Well, excuse me. Maybe <laughs> maybe you should take over here. Um, it is the world's largest Titanic visitor experience, and it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. And I don't know if uh, Caitlin was going to talk about this or not, but she actually visited on opening day. <laughs> so maybe she'll tell us a little bit you, about that. I'll let you explain the what all what all you'll find, and then I'll tell my own story. How awesome. about that? Is that how it's going to huh, work? Yeah, I think, I think that's how it's going to work. Within the Titanic experience, there are nine interactive galleries. You can tour through the shipyard, which is basically a ride that's made to give you the look and feel of what it was like for the Irish working on building the Titanic. You can celebrate the launch of the ship the way it occurred on May 31st, 1911, which is nearly a full year before it actually sailed, which Mm -hmm. is interesting. You can explore some artifacts and exhibits, models of the ship, and lots of really cool CGI stuff that illustrates the ship's interior. And that is something that cannot be underestimated. We talked about Epic Ireland last week. That was filled with interactive and CGI and videos and whatever else. Some really cool stuff. Titanic is the same. It was only built in 2012. So it's or you know <laughs> prior to 2012, I guess, yes. but opened in 2012. So it's got lots of really cool new technology that State kind of, the of art. sheds light on, uh, on some of the older stuff. You can walk into the room and right in front of you, a life-size CGI image of the ship sinking. Feels like it's from the perspective of somebody in a lifeboat. And it's unlike any other Titanic experience out there. It's pretty Hands moving. Hands down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My favorite exhibit in is actually where you stand and it kind of brings you from the lower deck or whatever and it just brings you up through the mm-hmm. floors without you moving but you feel like you're like ascending exactly through the ship and just taking a look around and seeing what the different levels look like and how it turns from not a slum but not very nice and very sure. simplistic to sheer opulence then as you go nicer higher as, and you, higher. as you get higher yeah um absolutely. you can as you go through the uh decks you get into the aftermath and you get an in-depth look at the british and american investigations conducted as they tried to determine what the hell happened that night and of course there's pop culture nods at the end um to the books and the films and celine dion because (laughs) (laughs) why not because my heart will go on 
I had to I had to put that oh, somewhere. You Actually, uh, I know I'm, I may use it later. We, we should probably edit that out. I got I got I got to get that in somewhere. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, as as we mentioned a moment ago, I was actually there on opening day because I am a Titanic fanatic. And I was just extremely impressed by so much of this state-of-the-art technology. It's, like I said, it's an experience that you will never find anywhere else. Um, and I was lucky enough to actually be interviewed by the Belfast Telegraph while I was there. Super excited. I remember Skyping my mom because, of course, I'm in... Northern Ireland, she's in Ohio, and I'm like, I'm internationally famous, I'm wow. going to be in the newspaper. I was just so giddy. So, with that in mind, let's just say, so, there's a scene in Monsters, Inc., where, I don't know if you've seen Monsters, Inc., Joe. That's the first one? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Where Sully and Mike are on the cover of a magazine, and they're just super excited, especially Mike. And Mike picks up a copy, and he's jumping for joy. But the barcode, you zoom in, the, the camera zooms in, the barcode is covering his face. And he's like, I'm famous! <laughs> so that's pretty much what happened when that article came out, because they spelled my name wrong. They spelled it C A I T L I. M. That is not a name. That is not a name. That is not my name. So, um, yeah, so I was, I was pretty much just extremely excited to down goes, down goes my happiness. Um, but with that in mind, I'm pretty jealous of everybody who's gone within the recent year or so because they've you, you come. You mean people like me? I mean, allowed. <laughs> we can't all be Joe Donnellan, all right? Um, yes, but I'm, I'm pretty jealous because when I was there, it was absolutely amazing, but First day, everybody's trying to figure out where to go, what to do. People are nervous. People who are working there, you know, they want everything to go without without a hitch. And now, you know, they've added a bit, I think, from, from when I was there. And they've really perfected everything. So I'm sure it's even it's, greater I mean, than opening day. I don't know if it's the number one attraction in I the believe country, it but is. it definitely pulls in the over, over a million people every year. So, yes, it's, you know, it's, it's, all, it's up there with Guinness and the Cliffs of Moher as one of the turns that are, runs through so many so many people every year. It's, and it's totally worth it's it. It's gotta be something. You don't want to miss it. And if you are standing in the, not in the lobby, but upstairs a little bit, or if you just walk around the building, you will actually see Harland and Wolf Shipyard, which is also in the Titanic Quarter. Big surprise. Titanic <laughs> Belfast and Harland and Wolf Shipyard in the Titanic Quarter of Belfast. But it is, it is the two big, or the big yellow crane that reads H&W that shows you which i don't mean to cut you off joe i once heard meant hello and welcome and i learned wow they were wrong a, that's a, they were super wrong it's listen to this a nice, podcast it's a nice twist to put on it yes. no, it's hard yes. that's mm-hmm. <laughs> and i know i wasn't being taken for a naive american this was someone who actually thought that that was what it meant i was like oh no let's think again about that anyway still continue. It's, it's, it's a nice one too it's to just say a nice least. thought it's right nice. Belfast, wrong, Belfast being friendly <laughs> it's nice yes um, and actually, when I did live it outside of Belfast, um, just a really cool moment. I would often walk from my flat um, on campus to the Belfast Lock, and I'd look out into the water, you know, and I'd get my get my thinking on, get my you know my inner zen. And to my left, way 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 out in the distance, I couldn't see it, but I knew it was Scotland. And then to my right. I saw the big yellow crane, and I just remember thinking how surreal it was. You know, I mean. At least for me, I'm a young girl who I used to draw the Titanic when I was little. Yeah. I was I was that kid. How I many, would... many chimneys did you put in? <laughs> four. Four. I did it. I did the right five, way. No? Uh, I'm pretty sure there were four. Okay. Let's, let's ask the intern later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so just a really surreal moment. And I recommend doing this. Recommend taking a look at it. Very good. Mm-hmm. 
As we continue up north, you can also visit the Ulster Folk and Transport Museum, which has a Titanica exhibition. Uh, it covers Harlan Wolf, White Star Line, Titanic's launch, and the city of Belfast has a whole around the Titanic story, basically. You can in-depth look at people's stories, the Titanic town of Belfast, and what life was really like back then. You can also get that in Titanic Belfast, but if you're really, really into the Titanic story... Um, this is another place you can go. If you are at the entire other end of the country <laughs> and you want something Titanic-related to do, Cove is your best stop. It's your place to go. Uh, there's a couple of different things because Cove, as it was named back then, was Queenstown, uh, was the last point where passengers were picked up before the Titanic sank and before it headed across the water. So Cove has its own history with the Titanic. There is also a Titanic experience in Cove, and it's located in the original White Star Line ticket office and the departure point for many of Titanic's Irish passengers. It's a virtual journey to board the tenders and join Titanic for her maiden voyage. When you check in for the tour, this is a really cool little thing that they've got. Mm -hmm. When you check in for the tour, you get a boarding pass with the details of one of the 123 passengers on board. It really puts you in the shoes of someone yes. who was on board. Um, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And you get a glimpse of Heartbreak Pier, which was the last point of land contact from the, for these passengers. Uh, it's a sad location for many immigrants leaving their families and all familiarity behind. We've seen it on, I don't know how many movies, but the <laughs> most recent one is Brooklyn that I remember, mm. where they're waving from the ship's deck and their family mm. are down below and whatever, everybody's crying and tearful. It gets slow motion. And I don't know if there was slow motion in real life back then or not, but um, <laughs> yeah, you can just imagine what, like what it was like. Was. Why not? Why not? And you'd experience conditions on board for third class passengers from start to finish to gain so much more insight on the ship in general. At the end of the tour, remember those boarding cards I told you about? You will learn whether you survived or you lost your life in the sinking, which is... Fun but sad, or sad but fun, I'm not sure what it is. It's a cool way to kind of keep your interest and really get you into the the story, I, I guess, and just make it make it real for you. I was just going to say, I think it makes it more real. Definitely, Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing you can do in Cove, there's a Titanic walking tour of Cove, which walks around Cove, surprisingly. <laughs> Cove is absolutely beautiful, Tra yeah, I is. have it's, to say. It's gorgeous. Uh, train guides take you around the area with a chance to relive the timeline of Titanic's journey. You get to hear recounts of interesting facts about the Titanic and its association with Cove, stuff that we wouldn't even be privy to, I would imagine. And mm -hmm. um, the buildings, the streets, and the piers. So apart from getting your Titanic history, it's a, Cove is a gorgeous little town. It's Absolutely. A good way, it's a good way to see the town. Even and, on a rainy know, day. Yeah. Um, but you see buildings, streets, and piers all associated with the famous ocean liner. And these places haven't changed much since it's sinking over 100 years ago. So... They're just some of probably the main attractions that you would get for Titanic in um, in Ireland. And it's just, it's interesting that you might not have known that there's that much history of the Titanic associated with Ireland. So Speaking of things you that go. you might not have known. I see something in the notes here that, do not Google this, Joe. <laughs> so I, I didn't, which was nice of me. So I have no idea what's, what's coming here. Took a lot of self-control, I feel. <laughs> uh... I'm going to tell you about a novel written by Morgan Robertson. Do you know anything about this man? Have you heard of him before? No? Only in these notes. He wrote a novel called Futility. 
The plot revolves around a former U.S. Navy officer who works on a ship called the Titan. It's the largest ship in the world, deemed to be practically unsinkable. One night in April, the ship hits an iceberg in the North Atlantic. When it struck, the ship was 460 miles away from Newfoundland. Titanic was 460 miles away from Newfoundland. I don't know why I'm whispering, but I think that's pretty cool. There are not enough lifeboats for passengers on the Titan in this book. Um, As we know, there are not enough lifeboats on the Titanic for the people, for the passengers. The Titan size was 800 feet, and it was going at 25 knots. The Titanic size, eh, a little bit bigger, 882 feet, going at 22.5 knots, but you get the idea. The ship sinks with more than half of its 2,500 passengers lost. The Titanic sank with more than half of its 2,200 passengers lost. It's important to note here that futility... I'm, I've been dying to ask this question. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. When did it come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Futility came out in 1898. And I am calling bullshit on this. Absolutely no bullshit. None, none to be called. No bullshit to wow. answer when you call. None, because none exists. <laughs> none exists. Uh, people have credited Robertson for predicting the sinking of the Titanic, but he was actually humble enough to say any similarities um, are backed up with his extensive, or were backed up with his extensive knowledge of shipbuilding and maritime trends. Is that I, not insane? I can't help. Is but, that not insane? I can't help but think that if that's that insane. happened like two or three hundred years earlier, he would have been burned as a witch. <laughs> Honestly, that's. I'm, yeah, I mean, I laugh, but you're definitely spot Jesus on. Jesus, is Christ. that not crazy? That is crazy. I thought so too. So Good there you job. go. I'm surprised you've not heard of, of that. I'm surprised you're surprised. Ah, uh, well, you know. That's, I probably have heard of it at some stage, but it's just it's one of these things that <laughs> enters my brain and then leaves mm, again. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So with that in mind, I have Joe's prose. I've got a, a um, another poem for you. You're not allowed to look. Excuse me. This is very important. <laughs> oh You've got to be surprised like everybody else. He just moved his screen completely away from me and yeah. gave me the dirtiest look. And as we said, Joe's prose is not prose. It's usually a poem or it's a poem for the second week in a row at least. So we're going to go with that. All right. So... Every night in my dreams, I, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not doing that. Oh I'm God. not doing that. I so wish you did. <laughs> this is called Late for His Own Funeral. And it is Titanic related, but I, I liked it. I think it's pretty good. He never won a race he started. He was always way behind. It made his teachers wonder what went on in his mind. He always made it late for school, no matter how he tried. He was always coming to the door while the others sat inside. Always late at dinner time, he was always being told, you'll be late for your own funeral, and he ate dinner, always cold. He'd miss the bus, be late for work. I guess it was his fate. No matter what he did, well, he always turned up late. His bride walked out and left him when she showed up to the church. He was still home sleeping. She thought he'd left her in the lurch. There are times when being tardy, though, made him thankful that his clock was running late and he showed up as the ship sailed from the dock. He was behind about an hour on that cold and fateful day. He was late for his own funeral as the Titanic sailed away. 
Wow. That's a nice one, right? Beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's much... Uh, I mean, it's not up there with Celine Dion, it's, it's but, less, you know. Gr- it's less grim. I was going to say it's less grim than last week's poem. It's also less grim than Celine Dion's <laughs> song. <let's say. laughs> oh, my gosh. That's yeah, beautiful. So, there you go. I like it a lot. That was Joe's prose for that today. That was Joe's prose. Not I appreciate it. Not always miserable. Not always miserable. <laughs> and now we're going to do something that is miserable. God. I think. <laughs> miserable for me. I feel like I, I'm a teacher now, and I have to teach class. I feel like I should be taking notes. In fact, I have a pen with me and some paper, because Maybe I actually I'll, I'll just want send to... You, this is like college, now. I'm just going to... I'll send you on the slides. You don't need to take notes. <laughs> don't even show up for class. You're yeah. fine. You can... No, you can... no, it's fine. So what are we at? <laughs> Episode eight. Episode what eight. What do we got today? On a conch. Okay. Here we go. Get on a conch. Episode eight. You get like 10 seconds to say this, so... Tasse fur amach. Agasta snaha ar antalma. Talama. Wow, we are going to do this like this much more often. <laughs> There's no more. Joe, why'd you do this to How me? did you? Mm. What the? Yeah, you're, gonna, you're just going to be doing this straight away Fine. anymore. All right. Have it your way. What's this one? Thought shea for amwe or amwe? Amwe. Ag us tha shnok ta er on tulev? Talev. Talev. Hoshe for amwe agus tha shnok ta er on talev. That's exactly what I said. This is not true anymore. This I kind of put some of these together last week, so it's technically not a true statement right now. But think about what might... It has nothing to do with the Titanic, by the way. It's more... Uh, oh, well, that, that's no fun. I'm not going to tell you Come what the on. theme is, though, but here's your Irish... Um, and you can give a guess. Oh, God. So, Toshif Furamoy, August Tosh, Nachta Eran Talev. Um, it's not true anymore. But it was true last week, and it could be true again in a few days. It this was true last week. going to make it week. much more confusing. It's oh, not It's not no. a riddle. I'm just trying oh, to help. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. I... I don't know. I... Okay, I'm going to give you a clue. Okay, give me a clue. Tall yeah. means it. It. And that's in twice in that sentence. Okay. It is... Um, I don't know about Titanic. Something that's not true now, but could be true tomorrow. Was true last week. Stop thinking about this as a riddle. It is time to research for the podcast. No, 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 because I only said oh, it because once. Because you're a moron, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a, bad, I'm a bad teacher. It is... Oh, it is. Uh, technically, I, I guess what I said I'm not isn't technically true. Tall can mean a couple of different things. Oh my god! <laughs> so it means it there. It is and there is. Okay. <laughs> it is wonderful to know there is. Time to research for Titanic. No, it's not about Titanic. I'm so nervous. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. It is. It is. Another lesson for you. August means and. Okay, so that splits the sentence entirely. August means and. Yeah. So that makes it two very short sentences almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Oh, God, I'm so bad. It is. 
Say it is again. That might help. <laughs> it, it is. Um, um. It is. It is. <laughs> We're not allowed. <laughs> Can I say that? Uh, we just had to cut Caitlin off there. She's not allowed to make any more guesses after that. It is time to go. No, no. I've got. Can I? Can I just see what it is? Yeah, I'm I really struggling is, here. I'm really struggling. This is awful. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> that's not dumb. That's so dumb. What is it? It is cold outside and there is snow on the ground. Was that true last week? Yes. Could it be true again next week? Maybe. Yes. Oh, I wanted to be about Ireland. I was thinking about <laughs> Ireland things. Oh. <laughs> no, you are right. It maybe, is... I'll, maybe I'll basically just tell you what it is anymore. No, I'm going gonna, gonna to be guessing. The out of the room I'm going to be right. guessing, I promise. I was just thinking too Ireland related. All, All right, right. fair enough. All right, Pots, what's your plan? Fair Ooh. enough. Moving on to Pots and Plans. Our tour for the week is Amanda's Ireland for first timers. Oh, oh, so we're calling it Pots and Plans, but you're stealing Amanda's tour. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it could be Caitlin's oh, Ireland. This is listed on Crystal Travel's website, it's important to note, with two options, one in the north and one in the south. We recommend combining the two, which is very simple to do, so that you see all of what we mentioned. It is built to be combined. That's how whoever the genius was that put it together um, (laughs) decided that... uh, you could do them separately or you could combine them very sure, easily. Sure, so, sure, sure. Like and on top of that, you can take it and honestly make it your own because just like the song, your tour will go on the way you want it to. That was... I appreciate that. Was, that, that was forced. That was. I liked it. I liked it. All right, moving on to the tour. I would have said more like, because every night in your dreams, <laughs> you will find a different thing to... Whatever. You get one night in Belfast with this tour, which is giving you time to see Titanic Belfast, the Harlan and Wolf Crane. You can check out the Ulster Folk and Transport Museum. Um, or other stuff. Or other stuff, for that matter. But uh, I'm partial to the Titanic stuff. You get two nights in Donegal. Um, drive along the beautiful Causeway Coast. Episode 6. I was going to say. Sleeve League as well the second day. Then two nights in Galway, a uh, chance to see Kylemore Abbey and Connemara, hashtag episode two, and then a little time in Galway City. One night in Doolin, uh, this is actually the, or not far, from the Burren, where Bruce Ismay, uh, the um, owner of White Star Line back in the day. Can was, you remind us from the movie which one Bruce Ismay was again? I don't know the name of the, I don't know. No, tell us, what, did he kill himself? No, he did not kill himself. Oh. Did he kill himself in the movie? No, he did not. He went on to live and was seen as a coward because he rushed into a lifeboat. Oh, and was he? And people did not. Rather oh, than rather than save the... some women and children or let someone else take his place, He's he got, got the into, fancy mustache. He does have the fancy mustache, which just screams Quite a turd thick, in my mind. Thick mustache, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah I would say so. It would be fun to twirl. Thick I'll mustache say. For I can just picture man. him twirling. Anyways, I'm so sorry. We're <laughs> <laughs> off topic. Um, the Burren, um, not far from Doolin, where Bruce's May said to have lived the rest of his days. Hiding out, basically. Absolutely. He did not want to be around a lot of people. Two nights in Kilkenny after that, you can check out Titanic Cove, the Cove Heritage Center for other immigrants-related... Um, uh, any more statue? Absolutely. Hashtag uh, last, last episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> and also do the Titanic Walking Trail. 
Your last two nights are in Dublin, uh, Wicklow Mountains. Wow, all these episode references. Episode six. It's almost like we planned it this almost way. Almost like we planned it that way. Uh, and then Dublin as well, the city you can see on your last night. And as I always say, if you want to incorporate other destinations, um, you simply take the car and you go. And we are happy to throw out more suggestions as, uh, as well as answer your questions on where else to go. You can find this and other tours we've talked about on past episodes or in past episodes at crystal-travel.com slash reasons. That's it for today. That is it for today. That was a really upbeat episode for uh, <laughs> the biggest shipwreck of all time. We hope you'll stay tuned. Next, next week we'll do Castaway by Tom Hanks yes. and make, make fun of that. Wilson! <laughs> that has nothing to... I've never actually seen that movie. Oh, so. dear God. Well, now you have some homework. I do, I do yell Wilson every so often. No, I've literally <laughs> no, never, no never idea seen what, it. what it's about. Stay tuned for reason number 10 coming out on Monday, March 13th. And now, Joe, if you'll give me a little drum roll. I, I feel like that date is close to something. You think that it's would close? Be important to uh, Ireland's history be? of immigration. March, uh, Ireland. What could that be? Reason 10 is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. A must. What a you, must on the bucket for, list. What are you doing for St. Patrick's Day? Probably going home watching Netflix. Wow. <laughs> well, no, I mean, in Boston, I'll probably go do something fun. I am I'll probably finally embracing Patty's Day over here and. We will get into Paddy's versus Patty's next week. And uh, spoiler alert, there is no competition there. Wow. But I will be in Savannah, Georgia for Paddy's Day this week. Nothing which says is Ireland a, like Savannah, will, Georgia. Apparently it's the biggest and most celebrated Paddy's Day parade in the country. It's, it's supposed to be huge. Uh, some of my friends have been there a few times and it's honestly... Huh. So I'm uh, finally diving into it and just <laughs> going for to see what it's like. All in, right? Well, thank you so much for listening. We want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and show notes. Find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and on Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod, as well as please, 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 please subscribe. Please listen. Please find us on iTunes. And give us a really like funny review as well. Cause if that Caitlin us- is just so damn wonderful. Or maybe not. She's maybe. great. Maybe. I love hearing her talk Caitlin about things. Caitlin is the worst, but then give a five-star review, <laughs> and then I'll happily read it out. <laughs> Anyways, until next time, everybody. Slow on the wall, yeah.